All right, all right. Welcome to uh, another episode of Beer Quest. Uh, today, we're hanging out at Empirical Brewery up on the north side, and uh, I'm loving it. It's, a, it's, a, it's crowded in here. They have a really nice tap room. Uh, I'm joined today by Nevin and Peter, who are, I guess, the uh, main brewers, right? Am I correct? The only brewers. Yep. The only brewers. Co-brewers. They, they say Co that. that Co what is it? They, you guys are the brewers because nobody else says you're not? <laughs> Something like that. They tell us we're the brewers, and we believe them because we're the ones who make all the beer. Okay, cool. Um, and I'm joined by a good buddy of mine, uh, Sydney. Yo, yo. Adenye. I'm in the house, man. It is, Hello, it's, Sydney. It's, it's, How are you? It's popping in here. I'm well, man. Yeah, this, this is a good awesome. Saturday. This yeah. is a this got is some basketball going and, and, and some 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 flights here. I'm people man, are thirsty. I'm kicking it. Yeah, it's it's a it's a. I like Empirical. Uh, so me, about, me too. Maybe by about. Uh, Thank you for coming out. Right, three months ago, I stopped by here and, and uh, you know kind of pitched the idea to one of the bartenders, uh -huh. and he's like, you know, get in contact with these guys, and uh, you know, they got back to me, and I was like, oh, cool, you know. So we were out here today, hanging out, and uh, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, I guess this is the first question I was I asked everybody. Uh, how did it all start? Empirical or personally us brewing? Well, let's, let's go with empirical first, and then we'll go to you guys brewing. Uh, so, empirical brewery is actually the the brainchild of our uh, president, founder, owner, and CEO, dear leader, our dear leader. It's um, not L. Ron Hubbard, is it? Will <laughs> L. Ron Hubbard. We're all going to the spaceship together. Uh, no, William Hurley, or Bill, as he goes okay. by. Um, he uh, is in the financial sector. He doesn't like making rich people richer, and so he started a brewery as a way to uh, get out, basically. He loves beer, uh, and he just felt it was the sort of the, the path that was going to be the most beneficial to him as far as his psyche goes. Okay. Was to start a brewery. That sounds like a very interesting job to, because as a financial advisor, you're supposed to make rich people richer. But he's like, oh, I hate that. I made you yeah. more money. Like, that's it weird. He's not into it. Yeah. Well, the verdict's still out on whether or not it's uh, actually helping his psyche, but <laughs> we are having yeah. fun. I right. think he's actually under more stress now <laughs> yeah. than he was before. He's like, well, I'm not going to make people richer. I'm just going to make them drunker. <laughs> that is always a good idea. Right. Yeah. You know, he was a he is a beer collector. He's a beer enthusiast. He, you know, anytime he's on vacation anywhere, he hits every brewery he can wherever he's at. Is he really? That's pretty cool. Um, which, boy, sounds like the life. I why, know, right? Why would you want to start a brewery? Right, it's good right. for us because he shares uh, shares rare stuff with us occasionally too. So. Yes. Oh, oh awesome. We all got uh, West Flutterins for our birthdays last year. Mm -hmm. West Flutterins. I don't know what that is. So, so West Flutterin is a Belgian uh, Trappist beer. One of the um, six. One. Well, there's eleven now. I think. Oh God! Did they increase? Yeah, it? there's so many. These Trappists um, are just multiplying. But you <laughs> can only star. you can only purchase this beer on certain days of the month. Oh at, wow! At the monastery. Oh wow! And you kind of have to tell them that you won't resell it, like oh. you have to promise. Um, and it's it's really hard so to get. So you have to lie to them at the monastery. Right. That's weird. Well, we didn't. He didn't buy it. He was somebody purchased yeah. it, and it was a gift, and uh, and then he gifted it to us. 
So how much is this beer worth on right. the streets? That's what I want to know. So like Thug Life, like thug how much life. can you sell a Westie yeah, yeah, yeah. for? <laughs> like if you're on the corner, it's like, yo, I got these beers from the monastery, beers. homie. <laughs> yeah, no, I have no idea. What, the, what is the price of it uh, from the monastery? I don't have any idea. I don't have any but idea we, What we do know is uh, maybe two years ago, they actually sold their beer in America one time only, one release, because they needed to fix the roof of the monastery. Wow. What? So they released a bunch of beer to America to raise money for the roof, and, and it was two bottles and two glasses for $65. Oh, my God. So they really got like a gold roof? <laughs> I don't know what the they're, they're, yes. Seriously. Their roof is made from angel feathers. Uh, yeah. The roof. The roof. The, roof, <laughs> the monastery the roof. roof is on fire. We're going to sell some beers. <laughs> right. So uh, so, uh, so, you're, you guys' history on brewing, where do you guys start at? Oh, we were both home birds, yes. for sure. I was uh, for several years. Before that, I was born in my mother's womb. <laughs> oh, are we you going were, back you that were born in a womb? Yes. Well, Not, I was carried in a womb, and then I was born out of it. Oh, okay. Because I was in like, that's... I was like, you it, went backwards. Yeah, yeah. You were born in a womb. In a womb, yeah. <laughs> I had a very tumultuous childhood, which led me to craft beer. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so, how did you get in it? Uh, well, I, I was first introduced, like, uh, I don't know, to, to beer and brewing in, uh, in school, in college. Uh, I studied botany, and part of that is uh, is the study of like fungi, mycology. Okay. Um, you know, and there are a lot of industrial applications of that, uh, but you know, cheese and yeah. all kinds of things like that. But um, you know, beer is obviously okay. the, the fun one. There you go. Are we allowed to do that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's, <laughs> a beer. it's a beer. Uh, <laughs> so I think that was necessary. Thank you. Right. And uh, one of the things I, I've noticed that when when we were so basically uh, before we started the podcast. We uh, did a tour of the brewery, and, and, and one of the things I noticed, uh, these guys knew scientifically what they were talking about. Yeah. You know, and that was pretty cool. Uh, well, it is called Empirical Brewery, after yeah. all. I mean, if we didn't, so that's if what we I didn't get know to. our science, Empirical, we'd get called out pretty quick. The name is yeah. basically, uh, what does Empirical mean? Because I don't know what it means. <laughs> I, like, I like how you led into that. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to look. I was trying to sound more smarter than I was, but yeah, you made it worse. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it lends itself from uh, the empirical method, which is the method that scientists use to test and retest and validate their results. Um, empirical method being: ask a question, create a test to answer that question, and then validate the results of that test. Okay, cool. It hinges on sort of gathering observational data. Okay. And uh, for us, observational data is all these people that you see around us in the in the tap room right now. Yes. They're, right. they're guinea pigs. Put, putting yeah. beer in their mouths. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing there's cameras around while you guys like... So many. Oh, <laughs> so many cameras. Look back and be like, look at this. Let's study this. <laughs> but uh, so I know, so you, you're a botanist, whatever. Whatever. I mean, not, not whatever. I didn't mean to sound like that way. No, but not really whatever. But, I'm cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you, uh, yes. What did you study? I mean, to be. Uh, I went to college for audio production. Okay. And uh, got a restaurant job to sort of bolster my income because uh, I was recording music, and music uh, requires musicians, and musicians are inherently flaky. Ah, right. Um, and a lot of them, and oh man, and a lot of them would rather. Uh, spend their money on drugs than on recording engineers. Um, yeah, <laughs> and and so I got a restaurant job to supplement the income. And in that restaurant job, I learned about wine, and I learned about spirits, and I learned about beer. Okay. Um, and then many years later, I got fired from a job 
when I took my last paycheck and bought a homebrew kit. Oh, so wow. I thought that would be a good idea. Nice. And uh, and here here we are. Okay, because the way More you were, the way it's you just were, been a rut ever since. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can't get out. Because I can understand like 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 the way he was talking, and he went to college and he knows what he's talking about. And the way you were talking, you knew what More you were talking about. Yeah. But I was wondering what was your background on, on as, knowing that. You know, as far as brewing goes, you know, I, I was a home brewer for a, a handful of years, and and really a lot of my knowledge is from listening to brewing podcasts. Weirdly nice. enough. Yeah. Nice. Um, great source. Should of we give a shout out? BN Army. Yeah. Brewing Network. Yeah. Brewing, Brewing Network. Network is a great place. Uh, Jamil yeah. Zenashev, John Palmer, some really like luminaries in the home brew world. Now they have a and million books out. You should they, read every they one have of them. A million books. Yeah. There's they, a was the art of home brewing. Is that a book? Yes, that's uh, Charlie Papazian, I believe. Well, that's the that joy book. of homebrew. The joy of homebrew. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that okay. used to be the Bible. I think. Uh, I think a lot of modern brewers nowadays would probably say start with How to Brew. Start yeah. with what? How, how to Brew by John Palmer. Okay. Is there like a brewing for dummies? That's that's How to Brew. That's kind of How to Brew. How to brew. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. But there probably is. But don't read it. I, well, yeah. <laughs> I Unless get John Palmer wrote it. Well, <laughs> making beer is a very natural process. You don't really have to try all that hard. It's just not really going to turn out that great. Yeah. But you'll still have beer. Yeah. Like I always imagine. You like, can leave some grain well, in a, in a, in a right. bin possible? outside and let it let it get rained so, on, and you'll eventually have beer. Right. It's not going to be good. To poison yourself if you make your own beer? Cause not really. really. Like if it ferments. I mean, other than the can, fact that alcohol is a poison. So, oh. You know, but. We would like, I'd like to take a moment a to right note now. that the federal government will not allow t- us to make any quote that says beer is good okay. for you. It's good for you. So it, good beer is poison. You. So this is what I'm thinking. It will like, kill you. Like back in the day when you know when they first discovered beer, it's yeah. like basically the theory is that that it was Egypt or whatever, and then these little pots where stuff was in. Yeah, it. some some dumb farmer left his yeah. grain out in like a big clay pot. Yeah, you know, so, so it got rained on and it fermented. So here's like a thing I would like to like if I had an, a wish, it would be to find out the beginning of everything. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, mm. so I want to see like 42. 42. <laughs> the number 42. The number 42 begins uh, everything. Right. So yeah. to see how how is it that you left this pot with stuff in it and you say, let me taste this. And it's like, yes. oh, it doesn't taste as really good, but it's kind of good and I'm having a good time. and. Yeah, and then 15 minutes it. later. Yeah. Hey, I, f- I feel yeah. kind of good. Right. No, I mean, it couldn't have been good my wife? for you to taste it. I see it going down a different Randomly. way. Like, hey, it's time for breakfast. Yeah. I'm going to go eat some of that grain that's out <laughs> in my yard. Yep. That could have, right. And well, then after breakfast, you're like, man, I feel awesome. Right. You know you know what? I, I had figured, to be something like that. I figured that it's probably the wife that said, hey, can you go get that grain? And he's just like, oh, crap. <laughs> I left it out there. And he brought it in there. He's like, no, it's supposed to be like that, baby. <laughs> you know, and it's a special just, recipe, right? They just like uh, ate it, got drunk, and then that was the start of beer because it was just a fun and, morning and, and civilization. <laughs> and civilization. Yeah. Very well could have been right. So one of the things we were talking about in the tour was basically that it was safer to drink beer back in the day. Yes, uh, absolutely. And what's funny is that is that the the whole thing about that is that they were boiling the water to make beer. Not knowing that boiling the water <laughs> sterilizes the yep, water. Exactly. <laughs> so so that, I find that pretty funny, you know, that they're like, oh, well, beer saved the world, which is, you know, a good theory. Yep, but still is. I also found it very interesting that they were brewing this in monasteries and in churches and stuff like that. And, like, you're, they're just drinking and then telling people what to do. I don't, I don't know. If, uh, 
I mean, I think that's a thing. Can you blame them? <laughs> I mean, yeah. The church did pretty much rule uh, yeah. everything, alcohol yeah. and everything back yes. then. Yeah, so, back in, uh, I think this church they turned into a religious life. history uh, podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where are we going? So, uh, so, so, so now, uh, I guess that's one answers one of the questions. Uh, basically, you guys' uh, slogan is basically. Uh, Exploring the science of beer. Yeah, so that's yeah. What, Trade, the trademark. Science TM. Of beer. So trademark. Trademark. Okay. trademark, right? Sure. <laughs> Don't steal that. That's what, a, that's what, a pretty that catchy phrase. Yeah. And I was wondering what, why why was that, but now you explain empirical. Okay, okay. Yeah, makes sense. And uh, one of the things we do here in the tap room is occasionally we'll put on sort of beer experiments where we'll brew uh, the same beer in three different, slightly different ways. And we'll put them on as part of our experimental flight and give people a little card that explains what the experiment is, what it's about, and allows them to sort of grade the beers based on the criteria that we have. Um, so the next one coming up is we brewed our Infinity IPA with two other yeasts, an English yeast and a Belgian yeast. That's the only variable we changed. The only okay. thing that like changes. Like a true scientist, you only change one thing yep. and you see what happens. And that's just a way of sort of showing people what yeast can do and, and letting them decide which of those three variations they like the most. Okay. That's pretty cool. Um, and, and through that, we can sort of influence the way we make our beer. And also help people learn and have fun. And yep. yeah. Yeah. Have you ever uh, put out three of the same beers and asked people, what do you think of these two? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're that, all different. You know what's really funny is that that was an idea that was, was we approached a long time ago. And sort of the, the thought that we had was it's really kind of disingenuous and kind of crappy to but charge somebody awesome. for three beers but yeah. give them the same one. Yeah. If it was free, we might be able to get away with that. Me as a consumer, if yeah. I went into a, a pub and somebody pulled that on me, I'd be, I'd be kind of pissed off. I, would, but, but, I wouldn't be that mad. I'd be like, so, oh, still beer. <laughs> I mean, but that would be like material for you to laugh yeah. about for the rest, for like six months. I mean, yeah, but... Like, you know, we're not we're not just here to troll our guests. <laughs> yeah. so. I, I was uh, I read an interview with this brewer who he runs a very well known popular brewery. Won't say the name. Um, and he said his his first brewing job was at a brewery in Florida, where they brewed six beers but packaged seventeen beers. Oh my god! Wow. So just. Figure that one out. Yeah, don't mention his name because <laughs> all that is is marketing. Though. Yeah, I mean, you think exactly. about it, it's like just different oh, packaging yeah. for different regions. Yeah. Surprised how much the uh, name and label yeah. sells the beer. Yeah, yeah. As you just throw to what's like in a, the bottle. Throw a name on there. It's the winter ale. Well, it tastes just like your regular ale, <laughs> but it's winter. Yeah, but it's it says winterized. winter on it. Yes. <laughs> hey, we drink with our eyes yeah. and lots oh, of do. other senses. Yeah. 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 So, uh, uh, so doing a tour, uh, you get you get to see, which is pretty cool. And I'm, I'm glad we did that today. Uh, you get to see a lot of you guys' process and stuff yeah. like that. And uh, we get to see your your production capacity and, and, and things like that. And, and one of the funny things that, that's back there is that you guys have cats. Yes. I yeah. thought that was very interesting. And, and they're all named after the Ghostbusters? Yes. Well, we don't have cats so much as the cats have us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they rule this land. They rule the land. Yeah. Well, yeah. What, what, what are the cats' names? Uh, well, we have uh, we have Venkman, Raymond, and uh, and Egon, the the original three Ghostbusters, and uh, we got a kitten also. That there were three boys, and then this uh, this cute little girl kitten. Thank there you. Go. There we yeah. go, Peter. Um, and uh, 
and and the kitten was so adorable. We we needed to name her Gozer. Uh, Go- Gozer, the destroyer of hearts. Right. Okay. So she's she is so cute. So she's, one thing we noticed. She's a little run. <laughs> one thing we noticed. One right thing we noticed. And, and I don't know, listeners. Yes. Uh, Sydney and I are African American. <laughs> and you we are? noticed that that what? What, that. Oh, oh man. We fooled oh, you. you. Gotcha. We gotcha. <laughs> There, Winston wasn't there. Yeah, Winston <laughs> is not why, there. Why don't, why don't so, you guys have a, a cat? We we weren't gonna have a Winston. So there's two, but, but there's two but black she, cats. She's a girl. <laughs> she's a girl. Oh, she's there's two black cats and, though. And she's she's so cute. Well, the, oh, so the other the other black cat. Hold on, <laughs> the other the other black cat has has white splotches on his chest, and we didn't want to offend anyone. Uh, <laughs> which is also offensive. Hey, you know, Winston it, it was, was brought on loose. He's not one of the core. He was brought on after. Uh, yeah, well, of after course he's not. Winston was Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. <laughs> and we were sticking to the original. That <laughs> was funny because hey, like, we, we were We walking. all love Winston's Edmore. Yeah, we were walking. He just wasn't, like, part of the, yeah. he wasn't part of the team. I was like, wait, what's the black guy's name? And he's like, I think it's Ray. I said, no, no, no let's look it up. It's, like, yeah, yeah. it's Winston. It's like, wait a minute. That's funny. You guys are the first person to mention that. Was was like, the that, black yeah. ghost I was Where's wondering the- when that was gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. So, so they basically keep the mice away, and you guys yep. explained that they haven't even caught a mice or a rat. They don't need to. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. For I mean, I would think about like mice, but like Chicago rats. That they're oh, big, aren't they? Yeah, yeah Chicago yeah, rats. That's a hell of a fight. Well, I would be nervous for the cat. Well, what the cats do is they they go around and scent mark the entire yeah. building. And, and so that, by scent mark, we don't mean they're like peeing spraying everywhere. pee no, everywhere. They rub their body, their face on on you know on, on the building the around. Pee. Yeah, and uh, yeah. you know, and, and I have, I have that scent alone is enough yeah. to yeah. inhibit uh, the the pests yeah. from, so, and from being like, in here. And it was what's funny and, and is that uh, it's scientific. <laughs> yes. Which matches with what you guys, yeah. you know? Oh my gosh! Yeah. The science, it's scientific of, of, and super cute. Of, and yeah, powerful. you so, could say it's a it's a natural, uh, you know, uh, solution. Yeah, that's pretty cool. No bills. No oh. bills. No poison. No traps. That's all good. we need. No. All we need is our adorable cats. Yeah, no disposing adorable of cats. dead rats. Nope. Yeah. What? And all that rhymes right there. Uh, it does. We might as well just like get this radio engineer and drop a track right now. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, have you, have you used your skills any any time lately besides? Uh, I hooked no? up. He the hooked up the stereo, stereo in the tap room. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was about it. Like I can hook up a stereo so fast. You oh, have no man. idea. I'm so good at it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but otherwise, no. Uh, uh, that that world is long forgotten to me. Well, did you, know. you did you ever record anything for yourself, like write write music or write write? No. Were you a creator or just I was a not a creator. I was well, I wasn't a consumer. <laughs> I was the guy who uh, the artist would come to me and say, "I want to record this," and I go, "Okay," and I hit a button, and then things oh, would happen, the and then he would have a, re- a recording. Nice. But so, no, I was. So not, you're a button pusher. I'm a button pusher. Yep. <laughs> Same kind of deal that I do here. Uh, yeah. I push a button and beer is made. Yep. So in your in your, in your home, you must have like a nice stereo system in your home. Uh, you know, I've, I've got a record player and, I, and I've got some nice oh, speakers cool. like to go it. with it and I've got like, the vinyl thing really going on. And some really fun neighbors that love I've you. got awesome neighbors who love loud music. Cool. They do not. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and that's about it. Really, like, I keep it pretty low-key at the house. Okay. I've got some stuff that's not hooked up that's kind of in storage for 
the day that I don't have neighbors. All right. So how much vinyl do you have? A, f- uh, a fair amount. Like uh, I don't. I don't like to talk about my vinyl. I don't like to talk about. So it's getting uh, a little personal, right? right? Yeah, it's yeah. a nerve. You know, a lot of it is like you know, old like Led Zeppelin and Deep Purple and. Oh, that's ACDC awesome! That's stuff I grew up on. You know, I, I like like vinyl records now that are like recorded digitally and then they dump it to vinyl afterward. It's right. completely pointless to me. Yeah. Like so, I buy vinyl that was recorded analog and was transferred to vinyl and is truly analog because that's oh. what sounds the best. Okay, cool. So uh, basically. The last twenty years of music, Vinyl snob I can't buy here. it. <laughs> yeah. I, I no, I, no, I definitely. I mean, he's a music engineer, yeah. but I mean, like, there's, yeah, definitely a difference between vinyl, and you know, I mean, it's the thing about vinyl is that it'll never grow old, right? Well, they actually deteriorate if you play yeah, them. If yeah, you, if you really? don't take yeah. good care of them, the, yeah, they, they can deteriorate. But yeah. Yeah, it's not particularly hard to take decent care of vinyl, yeah. to be honest. Well, you just. Just don't be a digital, monster. Digital files deteriorate as well. Like Do they really? Yeah. yeah. Also, I mean, we found in the brewery that bottles of whiskey deteriorate. If you don't drink a bottle of whiskey within oh, the first God. three or four days, it, it really goes downhill. We're, still, catch- we're still trying to figure out a way to lengthen that study a little bit, though, because yeah. for some reason, it only lasts three days. Never any sample left. <laughs> yeah. Do, do the do the cats ever drink anything? Like you guys come in one day and everything is gone, and the cats are like, ah. no, they're not really interested in it. Oh, they're no, not interested. No. Yeah. If there's water on the floor, they're super into it. Right. But for some reason, maybe, maybe it was their outdoor. Uh, you know. Yeah. What about uh, the malt? Do they uh, eat the malt? Nope. Nope. Not no. not fans. Although interestingly enough, I have a I have a kitty at home that loves that. That that does love love uh, uh, like you know malt uh, or wort I should say S- sweet wort. Um, it has to be unhopped. Okay. But, so I, so I before wanna, hops are I added, taste this uh, he'll, uh, he'll 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 go and like you know lick a little plate or something like that. Back oh. back when I used to homebrew, because um, I don't, don't have time to do that at home anymore and. You know, and, and, and all of your question. equipment is here. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. I was going to ask that one question: that Do you guys still do like home brewing, even though you're working here? No, I mean, really. you got a little secret stash. So but pretty we, much everything you guys do, as far as testing, you you, you can do it here anyway. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Any, anything we want to carry out that we would we would have done on our homebrew scale, we just do it on the pilot system. Produce a batch, put it on, on tap in the tap room, see how people like it. You got time to brew, you better be doing it for the tap room. That's right. right? So, so you basically don't sneak in here like at night and be like, I'm going to brew something for me. You know? <laughs> that would Set, be very interesting. No. Well, right. well, even, the, even my kegerator is here now. So. Yeah. Oh, one, wow. one of the great benefits of being a, a brewer at a brewery is you don't really have to pay for beer anymore. So That's why right. if we need podcast. beer for the house, we just we just grab a growler and we take it home. And how would they ever try to stop you yeah. from taking something? You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, you, you can't account for that. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, why this space for Empirical? Uh, I think it was a proximity thing. Uh, our owner lives in the neighborhood, um, and he had seen that this building was for lease for a long time. Uh, and had a look at it. Uh, it's it's before we moved in. It was very bare bones. Okay. It was walls and support beams, and pretty much nothing else. Yeah, it had been vacant for a number of years. Um, and fortunately, the alderman in this area is very supportive of the craft beer industry. He really wants uh, he really wants all the craft brewers 
in Chicago to open up here. Right. Kind of make it like a malt row kind of situation. That would be awesome. Oh, nice. That's what we're calling it. it it's malt happening. Row. Malt it, row. I mean, it's, it really is corner. You should patent that right now. Change the street name. Uh, patent it. Trademark. It's more it's or less already done. Yep. <laughs> it's kind of so, like, like, let's get ready to rumble. Every time somebody yep. says that, I get paid. You know. So uh, Pat O'Connor is our alderman up here. He's been an alderman in Chicago for a generation, basically. Yeah. And uh, he changed zoning for this building to be a brewery. He changed zoning for Band of Bohemia, Lawrence of Ravenswood to be a brew pub. Oh, okay. Um, you know, he's more or less responsible. Sorry, we don't for, recognize any other breweries. I'm sorry. Right. He's more or less responsible for a number of other breweries to Fuck be life. breweries. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> you got to represent. And and really done a good job of, of attracting brewers up here. Really. Because That's there's a lot of industrial buildings that suit themselves to this kind of activity right, yeah. that, that are empty. So this is a really cool. Uh, it's a great neighborhood. The neighborhood, you know, yeah. has, has oh, yeah, accepted really everyone. There's yeah, actually yeah. A, a distillery right across the bridge, right? Uh, Cobalt. Cobalt, yeah. yeah. Right next to Metro. Yeah. They, they're the ones that actually told me about you guys. Uh, I was looking for uh, some other brewery. I won't mention it. Metropolitan. Metropolitan. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. No, they're good neighbors. We and, love them. Oh, they're good. Okay. Yeah. So we like to trade cases with them. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, maybe you can get somebody to trade a podcast with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, they, uh, so they were closed, I believe, and uh, I, the, the guy from the distillery told me, oh, there's, there's Empirical right across the street. And I'm like, okay. So I walked over there, and uh, here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Hooray. So um, th- it would be cool because, like, you guys are been here, and then if this becomes a, a, a you say, malt roll, Malt Row. Malt, malt Row, yeah. I mean, you guys would be like the pioneers of, of Malt Row. Yeah. Well, Metropolitan was here a long time before. Oh, they were? Us? Yes, they were. Yeah, oh, they've right. been across the street for like six and a half years. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Well, um, still claim it. But I mean, yeah. us, us yeah. Beguile, you know, uh, Half Acre on Lincoln is, is yeah. in the vicinity for it's sure. Part of a collective, you know. Yeah. You need yeah. to you need to reach a critical mass before things actually start yeah. being recognized as like a, a brewery, I don't know, epicenter. Right. Yeah, epicenter, yeah. I, I, mean, I believe it will. I mean, eventually, uh, I mean, we were talking earlier about uh, there's more breweries or microbreweries now than there was, you know, before Prohibition. So yeah. everybody's uh, getting on the bandwagon. Only thing I hope that doesn't turn out is like an oversaturation of the market. Well, I, I, one of the things that I noticed, and you guys can speak on this, I think a lot of the microbreweries are being bought up by these larger, larger corporations. A, a lot of eventually. that that you see is breweries that are well established that mm-hmm. have a really good grasp on their market. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, this past year the biggest one was uh, Ballast Point in San Diego was bought by Constellation Brands for one billion dollars. And actually, billion. That, that's yeah. uh, a billion. Dollars. That's the company I actually work for. <laughs> uh, so they full they, disclosure. Yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, but I mean, I mean I'm this a contra- interview is over. Contra- yeah, I'm a contractor with them, but uh, yeah, they they got Ballast Point. And here's the thing. Uh, I'm on a fence with that, you know, but I guess if you want more distribution of, of your product, that's a good way to go. Yeah, it's certainly going to provide them with a lot yeah. more resources yeah. to do yeah. what they do. So A lot of those deals are distribution deals. Yeah. 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 You know, you and see Lagunitas and yeah. Heineken and teaming Heineken. up. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. because Heineken can distribute them all through Europe and Asia. Right. 
So, um, so here's one of the things that I, I, I enjoy or I like about, and I think should be preserved for like craft brewing, is basically like if you go to Chicago, and you know Empiricals in Chicago, and maybe they are out in some of the states or whatever, but that would be something that you would go to Chicago to do. You know what I'm saying? Like if you go sure. to Chicago to get pizza, yeah. you know, you're not gonna find it in California, Chicago style pizza that's the same as Chicago. Right. So basically, well, even even with like a, a Goose Island that's owned by Anheuser Busch, right? If you want uh, barrel aged Bourbon County Stout coffee, you're only getting it in Chicago, right? Yeah. Which, by the way, I'm pretty pissed because I love Bourbon County, and in the past two years, I've missed out on it. It's too, it's gotten too big. Yeah, I missed out on it this year, and so I'm like over them now. It's funny because I've heard, I've heard several people say like, "Oh, it was so easy to get." People are just like giving yeah. it away. Yeah. But and that also mostly our sales guy says that. Yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> well, that yeah. Makes it, he, he gets into things. I mean, it's a good beer, but I mean, you know, it's 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 getting to a point where it's like, okay, well, should I be like crawling on pins and needles, you know, just yeah. to get that beer? I mean, yes. Make it for no. me. I, I I really like it. So you know, we I, have I, different I, opinions. Uh, <laughs> Nevin is not a fan of the uh, barrel-aged stout no, category. That's not, no? even, that's not even correct. It's, it's not, because he feels. <laughs> I just the, don't like the, really sweet beers. Yeah, he feels okay. the beers are too sweet. Uh, when I when I first had that beer, I thought that was like the best beer I ever had in my life. I mean, but it was like this is like maybe like six years ago or something like that when it like kind of first came out and. Uh, yeah. I was like, this is like drinking barbecue. That's what it tastes like. And, yeah, and, that's about right. And it was available a lot, you know. Yeah, it was available everywhere. And then, so now I have maybe a four pack of 2012, I think, and that's it. Actually, Chicago is probably the most difficult place to get Bourbon County. Stuff. Sometimes it does seem like I imagine because they're distributing the they're distributing it to just normal Bourbon County stout to all 50 states. Right. So I was back home uh, for Christmas in Washington State, and the, the little podunk grocery store on the island that we were vacationing on had Bourbon County Stout. Oh, wow. Like cases of it that they couldn't get rid of because no one knew what it was. no one knows it about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, that, and that's how I found, I think, the last four-pack that I have, I found it at a Jewel, like on Des Plaines, and, and, and uh, they had cases. And I was like, what? People must not know yeah. about this. And I, I, I think I got like two four packs or something like that. I mean, but uh, yeah. But anyway, we're not talking about them. We're talking no, we're about Empirical. I don't know what brewery you're talking we're about. We're talking about Empirical. So let's, uh, I think Sydney's getting a little. We have a barrel aged beer. Sydney's getting a little angsty over yeah, here. Yeah, let's so go gonna, through the flights. I'm, I'm, yes. I'm trying the flights. We're going yeah. to try the flights and we're going to like go through them and uh, talk about the names and, and basically, you yeah. know, the characteristics Super. of these. Uh, so we're starting off with. You guys don't have a flagship. Uh, we do. You do? We have, we have a single year-round flagship that we will always brew. It's called Infinity IPA, and it is not first on your flight. Okay, so... Let us put it that way. Uh, yeah. okay. <laughs> we should probably start with the uh, Gamma Ray, yeah? Okay, Gamma Ray is basically a white ale or wheat ale? Ginger wheat. Ginger wheat. Ginger wheat. So the genesis of that beer is uh, actually in, in the line of sort of like a wit beer, um, which traditionally, you know, has uh, coriander and orange peel as its uh, spices in it. Okay, it's, and that's, a, it's a Belgian style. And that's so, yeah. this one right here. That's yep. that one right exactly. there. Yep. On your left. This, this is well, this, these are different. This like, we got to totally share. Totally different flights. Yes. We have to share. Oh. They have two different flights in front of them. But don't worry, it's alcohol. We'll be still. Okay. Uh, so uh, mm. we we wanted to change things up, do something a little bit different, but still uh, follow 
you know, some of the, uh, I don't know, feeling, I guess, uh, of a, of a Belgian whip beer. Yeah. Right. Um, so we ditched the traditional uh, coriander and orange peel and ended up using ginger root and fresh lime zest. I can definitely taste I, that. I was going to yeah, say, I'll taste the lime and ginger. I, 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 that's an awesome idea. That's Every amazing. batch of that beer, it, w- it was our summer seasonal for uh, uh, 2015. Every batch of that beer required the zesting of around 800 limes wow. done individually. Hmm. Wow. Just who, the zest. Who just was the, the rind. Who, was, who did that? Who, who, who the cats. The recipe was yeah. cats. The cats mostly. We came up with this ingenious Rube Goldberg harness where... We would clap, and he would run away, and <laughs> 10 lives would get to know. We did oh it. We did it ourselves. Well, if you had a uh, the black Ghostbuster if cat, you, yeah, he probably would have did it. If you had Winston. <laughs> Winston would have probably did it. <laughs> But uh, no, I'm not even gonna touch that. I we, we, got, we got to bring in another cat. Yeah, <laughs> but it's actually really good. Really I mean, good, yeah. like I, this morning, and funny that I, I had a uh, ginger tea from Tazo, and it's, it's it tastes exactly the same. Septars I mean, will get you drunk. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But well, it's it's really no, it's good. Really it's, really, great it's really refreshing. Yeah. It's something that I would probably drink with some Asian food or something like that. It's, de- oh, yeah. it's yeah. definitely something I would drink in a summer. Almost it's any food. Summer. It's a yeah. great, it's yeah. a fantastic yeah. beer to drink with, with I'm going to take a, a double, another sip of it. Hit it. Um, you know, gin- ginger is fun. Uh, we, we like it uh, because it, it's a bright flavor, right? It, it brings right. like a zing, a pop to the beer. Yeah. Um, it, it is a bit of a polarizing, you know, um, yeah. Ingredient. It's like salt and vinegar. Some people potatoes. don't yes. like ginger, and right. they're never gonna like that beer. And yeah. Yeah. that's that's just that's just the way it is. But and that allows um, us to see a lot of very entertaining untapped reviews. Yes. <laughs> My favorite was just two words: liquid halitosis. Yes. Thank oh, you. Wow. Oh man. Thank you to that. That's a very yes. interesting description. Why would you drink halitosis? Why would or, you drink a beer that clearly says ginger yeah. on the label <laughs> yes. if you don't like this, ginger? This beer is right. too gingery. Yeah. Uh, uh, I hate ginger. Uh, one star. Ginger. Yeah. <laughs> well, why'd you order it then, dummy? Right. Like, who's at fault in that one? <laughs> so uh, let's go on to the next one. What is this? So this will be Infinity IPA. Uh, as Peter said, it is our uh, our flagship um, year-round beer. This is, I, I've actually, uh, a couple weeks ago, I actually bought some, and it's, it is really good. And I, what I like about it is that it has, like, really bold flavors, and and it's not high alcohol content. I mean, 6.8, right? 6.8. Yeah. Uh, some of you might it's be thinking, enough. 6.8, that's a well, lot. For me, no, for anything under 7 is a session beer. Yeah, <laughs> but for a craft beer, it, it's kind of like, that's kind of like a normal, uh, especially like if you were drinking a regular beer, you know, for the craft world, I would yep. say, you know, so. And, and most IPAs are in that six to seven and a half percent range, which yeah. is a lot higher than they were 10 years ago, but that just seems for to sure. be yeah. where everyone's brewing them now. Now, let me ask you a question. The higher content of alcohol, does it make the beer taste better or is this just yes. like you're getting drunk and you don't care? <laughs> yes, yes, both. All of those. <laughs> If we do our job right, you shouldn't really be tasting the alcohol. I right. mean, it's it's there. It's a component in the flavor, um, and it does have its own flavor, you know, contribution. Okay. But um, if 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 the brewers do their job correctly, uh, it it shouldn't be um, something that you really perceive. Right. Because I, I the reason I ask the question is because I I really enjoy the flavor of an IPA. You know, and, and I was I, I asked a brewer one time. I was like. 
is it possible to make a non-alcoholic drink that would taste exactly like that? Because I would drink it. Because I, I you know, sometimes I, I like how it tastes. You know, and necessarily I don't want to go out and drink. You know, but if it's something tastes just like that, right? <laughs> could we have that? And he said uh, basically no, because the alcohol uh, makes it taste that certain way. There are a lot of uh, chemicals present in beer that are a result of alcohol production and compounds that would be lost if you were to go through the process of removing the alcohol, which is generally to heat the beer up. Okay. Um, Boil it off. Yeah. So alcohol evaporates around 170 degrees. Okay. So below the boiling point of water, which is how distillation occurs. Okay. You're basically removing the alcohol from that fermented mash to make your whiskey or your gin or whatever. Okay. And collecting it, which is the same way they take alcohol out of beer. They heat it up to where the alcohol's evaporating, but nothing else is. Right. But a lot of the flavor compounds that make beer delicious are driven off at that point as well. Yeah. So So the the whole is more than the sum of the parts. Okay. Is the answer. Yeah, I you can't have, necessarily take the alcohol away and still have the same the same flavor. Right. You could you could make something approaching it. I mean, you could make like a hot tea or right. or something like that. So there's there's a company that makes uh, hop soda, and uh, I I bought one to try it out, and it's basically like a lemon soda. <laughs> That's what it tastes like to me. There are hop candies out there. Yep. That yeah, are, yeah, that, are, that. that are pretty crazy. Yeah, some some of them are are, are good. Yeah. So some, uh, some are a little weird. All right. So let's go on to the next one. Uh, chromatic. It's, it, it's getting darker and darker yeah, as yeah. we go. So chromatic. So hold on a second. Let's go back to uh, the ginger. Why the name gamma ray? Alliteration. We're nerds. Okay. Oh. All right. Yeah. Back We're nerds. Science. Alliteration. And, and infinity, obviously, it's always there, right? That, yeah. Sure. It's it's everlasting. Everlasting. That's that's a good concept. I mean, this place is super awesome yeah. because everything makes Every, sense. Everything fits in <laughs> you know? to the imperial. Well, well, let's get to chromatic then. So, chromatics are imperial red ale. We brewed it one time in the fall. It's one release. We have it on tap here. There's some bottles around in the city, but not a lot. Okay. Um, the goal with the imperial red ale was to make it truly red in color. Like ruby garnet red. It's got a really we tasted color. a lot of a lot of red ales that were kind of an amber to ruddy orange. Yeah. Part of brown. our job is uh, very stringent market research. Oh yeah. Yes. So, so we drink nice a lot of beer. Too. So we drink a lot, drink of, beer. A lot of beer. And I so chromatic is an allusion to how many test batches we did on this beer to figure out what malts we needed to use to get the color right. Okay. And it was like uh, seven to nine test batches. And also what direction we wanted to go with the beer, whether it was going to be hoppy or malty or uh, right. the alcohol there's a There's a like, so sweetness so to it. What, what is that? It's beer, man. <laughs> it comes from a copious amount of Munich malt. Munich yes. malt. Lots, lots of German malt there. So earlier in the, in the, uh, in the uh, tour, we got a chance to taste the different malts, and we had uh, Munich malt, uh, the chocolate, yep. chocolate uh, which tastes like coffee, <laughs> by yeah. the way. Yep. B- both of which I think are in that beer. Yeah. Yes, actually, can, both of which are in that beer. Yeah, there's a say, small, can, small can, amount of chocolate. Wait, no, Peter, there's no chocolate malt in that beer. I'm sorry, there's no chocolate malt. We're not allowed to say We're there's chocolate to malt in that beer, according uh, to our owner. Yes, our owner believes that if we uh, say that there's chocolate malt in the beer, people will think that it's going they to will, taste like and chocolate. And they will taste nothing other and than chocolate. And I will be disappointed when it doesn't. I kind of figured that out pretty quick when I tried a chocolate stout. <laughs> I was yeah. like, wait a minute, this does not taste like chocolate. 
But uh, the color that you get out of it, yep. you say you guys like did it a couple of times just to get that color. A bunch of times. Yeah. What What did you do to get? I mean, I don't. I'm not trying to like give you what your secret, but. Well, beer color is is uh, a result of what malts you use. Okay. They're they're kilned to different degrees of darkness or lightness, um, and so figuring out what combination of malts to use and what proportion will get us to red was really what the testing was a lot about. Okay. Um, and we actually found we, we went back to a beer after like six test batches we went back to a beer that we had done before that was not like anything we were doing almost as a whim yeah, yeah like yeah. oh i remember that beer being really red let's brew that one again yeah okay. just a little bit differently and see if the color works out and it did okay. um, and so we went from being like let's make an imperial hoppy red ale to let's take this german style called an alt beer okay. and make it more of an imperial style with a little bit more and a dapperstika dapperstika and really enhance it and make it bigger and bolder and to call it an imperial red ale okay. because it's really not a double steep is that what we just barely at this point but was that the imperial red ale we just tried yes. yeah yeah oh, that's really so this good. is like the nine percent one it yes. is yeah. oh wow oh that's you get another bit of that i was like we brought oh, it this is good i'm gonna drink some more <laughs> we brew it with uh all australian hops also that is the oh. uh the rings right with pride of ringwood pride of, yeah. pride of ringwood, pride of Lord ringwood. ringwood. The Lord, Lord of the Ringwood. So, um, so now we go on. What's the next one? Next uh, is our it's uh, also phase beer. transition porter. Oh, it's also beer. It's, it's a porter. It's also beer. <laughs> it's also beer. Uh, yeah, phase transition porter. Phase, phase transition, transition porter. Yes. And what is that name? Uh, uh, well, uh, science. The, the, science the, 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 the transition of matter from uh, you know from liquid to or solid to liquid, liquid to gas, okay. gas to plasma. That's called the phase transition. Okay, so basically or phase change. Mash, ice, ice melting, mash water beer, evaporating. Mash right. beer. Yep. And uh, later on we'll get to it, but uh, our, our barrel-aged version of that beer is called sublimation, which is the solid to gas. You know, you know how like your ice cubes in the ice cube tray, for right. some reason, after like a week, they've like shrunk for some reason? Right. Uh -huh. That's because the, the solid, the because solid ice is becoming gas. It's okay. not turning into liquid. It's going directly to gas because your freezer is very dry. Better example. The environment in your freezer is a very dry. dry. Ice dry That's ice called sublimation. Smoke. Yep. Wow. Dry ice, how it smokes when you have it out. Yeah, that's, how do you, how do you get dry ice, by the way? Magic. Uh, magic. You call it's all magic. Lab. I thought it was magic. Yeah, you yeah. call the dry ice purveyor and you say, I need some dry ice. And you grab it directly with your bare hands and oh, never no. do, don't do that. that I, I, I actually touched one one time and it burnt the crap yeah, out of yep. it. Yeah. It's unpleasant. Yeah. It's we, don't make, we don't make the beer with any dry ice. No. no. Okay. Nope. But it's like the greatest thing, though. I mean, it makes a really good atmosphere. I mean, it makes. That misty vampire, you know. Yeah. Anytime mist. you see dry ice, science must be happening. Yeah. yeah. Clearly. So all right. So now we're yeah, going give to, it a try. We're going to. Uh, so that's our phase, current uh, winter release. It's only winter or release. It is. It is a winter seasonal. Yes. You it's can expect it to be around till maybe March. Yeah. 7.8% alcohol. We only use four malts in that. Um, it's one of those beers that we didn't have to test batch a bunch of times. I like that. Yeah. So it's kind of similar to the. Uh, when we had before, I mean uh, the red. Yeah, I mean maybe it's the malts or something like that. Or? There, there is a little bit of overlapping malts there. 
Yeah. Um, but I think for me, the phase transition has a lot more like chocolate, a lot more coffee, like raisiny yeah. kinds of flavors. I, I, yeah, I can taste the chocolate and, and a little bit the rummy. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, this not is, is it real chocolate? You guys gonna use real chocolate? No, chocolate malt. Chocolate malt. Type of malt. Uh, the other signature thing about uh, the phase transition porter is that we use a uh, dark brown Mexican sugar uh, called piloncillo sugar. Okay. Um, it's sort of a very dirty, unrefined, like uh, you know, Central South American brown sugar. It's known by many other you know names depending on where it's made, but. Um, Okay. It, 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 because it's so unrefined, it has a lot of, um, you know, very uh, robust flavors to it. Lots of, like, molasses and rum mm. and, um, you know, uh, a little bit more of the, like, raisiny characteristic. Lots of fruity, you know, right. other stuff going on. And, and really, as brewers, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for, uh, you know, things that can bring, like, another layer of complexity yeah. to the beer. And, um, and by adding some sugar into the beer, uh, it helps to actually dry it out a little bit and make it, make it even that much more drinkable. Okay. That's really good, though. Yeah. I mean, it's really smooth. I like that. As it, it, I believe, like, as we go up and we went up, is like, basically the seasons, like, summer, uh, basically end of summer, fall, and then winter. winter. I mean, it's, yeah. this place is... You guys, Super awesome. you guys got this. Everything you got, makes you sense. Got the four yeah. you, got, you got it. You got it going. Like, I bet you, like, the color on the wall even makes sense with what's going on here. Uh, yeah. One of them is called Honey Mustard, I think. Uh, blonde. Blonde? Anjou. Anjou Oh, Anjou Pear. That's what it was. Oh, man. Which is the flavor when all of our beers to have Anjou Pear. So one of the things that Nevin and I believe in is that your seasonal beers should fit the season in which you're releasing them. Right. Um, they should be evocative. They should make yeah. you think and feel the way that yeah. you feel for that season. Yeah. So yeah. Our, our next releases in the spring will be a, a Double Helix, which is a double IPA. I'm waiting for that one because yeah. I actually yeah. read up on you guys and I was like, you know, they don't have a double IPA. And that's kind of like one of my favorites. And then I saw you guys have a double yep. helix, and I was like, oh, I can't wait for that to come out. And, and the, the spring release reasoning for that is uh, the hop harvest happened over the fall. Okay. And a lot of the a lot of the hops that are currently available to us are the ones that were just harvested. Okay. And so putting one out as soon after we get the hops as possible just seems to make sense. Okay. Um, so we're doing a double IPA, and then the other one is uh, a Belgian table beer called the first law or first law as you'll see it on labels like behind I, I'm, I'm sure it's scientific but <laughs> the first yeah. law of, of, of gravity thermodynamics well, physics laws of thermodynamics yeah. there are newton's laws uh, we're not telling motion um you know we'll, we'll let you we'll let you decide what exactly it refers to right uh we'd like to say it's um perhaps part of a series if We'll see of, of Belgian beers, and uh, right. this is this is the first. Perhaps um, there were a thing the called like a, a Belgian single, and a Belgian double, and yeah. a Belgian triple. Right. So the same way that the Belgians uh, might you know refer to their beers uh, with you know appellations of like four, six, eight, and ten. Right. Uh, we're we're you know kind of giving a nod to that uh, that naming convention. Okay. Um, that, yeah. um, As so a style, it's 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 not very common. It's it's something that's kind of uh, 
it's I don't a, know, been lost a little bit in history. It's the kind of beer that, brew, that monks would generally brew for themselves. Potter's beer is the style, and it literally means father's beer. Okay. And it's the beer they would drink in the monastery for themselves. Okay. Um, and not generally commercially available. No. And I'm guessing that if they let that get out, it's probably like an arm and a leg. Armageddon. Yeah. yeah. Absolute Armageddon. It's <laughs> over. Just, it's over. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. it's a nice, light, easy-drinking beer. Something that you know you could you could have a couple of uh, you know really at any time of day. Right. Uh, it's with, you know specifically brewed to go well with uh, you know many many different types of meals. Right. Uh, you know, hence hence the table beer right. uh, name that we're giving it. Uh, it's it's something that we, we really would like you to you know take a couple of uh, bottles and, and drink while you're having while you're having your dinner, and you're not going to be uh, you know, completely, uh, you know, on, on your on your back yeah. side. So, so being afterwards. that, like you said, table beer, would it be served in like a 750, or would it be like for 12 ounces or something like that, or maybe a bomber? Well, we're releasing it as a six pack of 12 ounce bottles. Okay. Yeah. Um, with the intention that you drink the entire thing. Yep. And that then day. go back to the store and, and get another one. As soon as, <laughs> as soon as you take one out of the carrier, you must right. finish all of them. Yeah. So uh, here's one thing that's funny because there's, like, there's a security chip on it. Is it really? Oh, wow. Back in the day when I first tasted Bourbon County, uh, it's the first time I, I, I got off work and I was like, oh, I'm going to splurge on a grit beer or whatever. And the guy's like, oh, try this Bourbon County. I had it and then basically the same story. Oh, it was the best beer I ever had, barbecue. Went back and got another one. <laughs> Because it was so good, <laughs> and I like, passed out. Yep. And then you're a wreck. And then you <laughs> yeah. and then, I mean, not knowing that it was that high in alcohol, I didn't know, you know. But it was like super good. But uh, but it's cool that you can actually make something that you can actually sit down and enjoy and not fall asleep in like five minutes or so after or, you drink. Or you it. can have eight of them. I mean, yeah. we're not we're not going to as judge. many as you want. But, but that's the good thing about it because if it's good flavor and it's a good thing you make it and it's yeah. not something that you're going to get like suffering and, and crazy about you know yeah. it's good to have and, and enjoy it, you know so like you have with food friends and family sitting around talking and and, and your cats <laughs> it's a great it's a great thing yeah. to take to your favorite byob you yeah, know? yeah 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 absolutely so, so that's cool so uh all right let's move on we're, to, we're the, to the next one so now we're going to we're a different flight yes. which is an experimental flight right yeah. so yes. uh disclaimer if we if we die <laughs> <laughs> You know that there, there's like some experimental stuff going on. But we didn't, we didn't sign, we didn't sign a waiver. Yeah, we, didn't, we, we should have. <laughs> All our beers are brewed with Ebola. Yeah, <laughs> right. We got the Ebola. Uh, we, got, we got the Ebola. Don't don't, don't, be, don't feel threatened by the name. It's a pale ale. <laughs> it's a, right, it's a pale ale. Extremely. You're gonna feel sick right away, but it's only gonna last. Are you eight getting days. that odd spicy character in the finish? Right. <laughs> All right. So it's so, a dark beer. What is it called? Uh, I don't honestly know what direction we're going in this flight. So okay. I guess we go the same direction, like from yeah. It's either going to be a rye barrel-aged porter, yeah. or if, a it, short if it beer. smells like booze, then you're starting at the wrong end. It smells kind of sweet. If it just smells a little roasty sweet, I smell that's like a right barrel. Yeah, so that's the rye barrel aged porter. Yeah, I saw. So let's I start, at the, let's start on the other side. Let's start the other side. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I kind of smelled that whiskey flavor, and I was like, wait a minute. 
Right. So Something's the, wrong so here. The other side, which is the same color, is a Schwartz beer, mm -hmm. uh, which I'll let Nevin talk about. Uh oh. Okay. Uh, yeah. Schwartz. Schwartz and, beer. Schwartz. Uh, black beer. You know, uh, is basically what it translates to. Power um, to the people. Power to the people. It's. Uh, <laughs> It's, it's, it's a traditional German style. I don't know how that works, um, but... Uh, right, a German black beer. <laughs> how does that really? happen? You, you can kind of think of it like a black pilsner, I guess. Right. Um, really, just, really, the idea with this beer is, it's, and it's a lager. Um, it's a lager beer, not an ale. Right. Uh, it's, it's really supposed to uh, be something that is uh, dark in color, has a bit of a hop um, finish to it, a little bit of bitterness finish. Uh, but not really overly roasty. It's not yeah. supposed to taste like, you know, uh, the porter did or right. a stout for sure. Right. It's going to be subtle, caramelly, um, and, and just a little bit of that hot bite in the finish. Right. That's one thing I, I, when we got to this beer, I was going to ask you guys, I was like, wait, I, I noticed that you guys don't have any lagers, but then there We you do go. have a pilot system, you but we pilot. do. You, I said, oh. But we do. <laughs> we make whatever we want. Yeah. So lagers are basically, you got to get it right. Uh, well, that's I'm, what I've been getting. The, the biggest difference between ales and lagers is what happens during fermentation. Okay. With lager yeast, you have, it ferments a little bit cooler, takes a little bit longer. You have to be a lot more precise with making sure you pitch enough yeast into the beer to ferment correctly. Right. Um, and then a lot of lager yeasts throw all kinds of really weird, not good tasting flavor compounds. Okay. When they're stressed or you do something wrong. Yeah. And so managing that fermentation to make sure that they clean up after themselves and still produce a clean beer is a lot more um, intensive than ales. Okay. Most ale yeast, you throw your yeast, you ferment at one temperature, and you're good to go. Okay. With lager yeast, you have to manage that temperature a lot more carefully. Would you say they're almost fastidious? No. I would not use Sorry. that word. I gotta look up that word. Yeah. I've been using that word incorrectly <laughs> for gonna, three like, months just to mess with. Nevin. When, when I have kids, I'm actually gonna send them over here to learn their science. Like, like you guys are gonna get A's. Go hang out in empirical. Yeah. We are so like, many different versions of nerd. It's, <laughs> it's a little weird. But well, we only want to appeal to beer nerds. Oh, no well, other no. kinds of nerds. No regular nerds. Right. Not the no. ones that are getting slammed in the uh, lockers yeah. and stuff like that. No, no, we don't want those nerds. Right. Our Star Wars tap handles. Right. Don't, oh man. Don't tell anybody anything. That is so awesome. Awesome. Like so, when we walked in here, uh -huh. uh, one thing I noticed was the—is this a secret? Should I not say? No, this? no, no. Oh, yeah, it's it's yeah. been around yeah. since okay. December. Yeah. So, so I walked it's in here. There. The tap handles at Empirical are lightsabers, and 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 yes. the thing, which is funny, because a buddy of mine was supposed to show up today to take pictures, uh, Santino, and he's basically. Uh, he's like a nerd. <laughs> he's watching the Force so Awakens he's, for he's, the third yeah, time. Yeah. He's, he's probably a nerd that you don't want. <laughs> but he's cool, and and, uh, and uh, he would have enjoyed that, like the, the lightsabers as, as tap handles. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a fun thing we did for an event uh, partnership that we had with the uh, Adler Planetarium. Um, in December, obviously, they had a special event. Uh, for the release of, of Star Wars Force Awakens. Okay. And, and they're uh, they're actually, they're real lightsabers. Like, they cast a beam of yes. light. And oh, then wow. you they can will cut your hand off really? straight through. I would, what would you do with a lightsaber? Like, I would love to have a lightsaber, but the thing is, like, what can you do with it? Right. Anything you Show want. Show it off to your friends? Juggle. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Juggle. I'm just throwing Juggle, things out right? there. Yeah, yeah. maybe. I know. mean, like, I would definitely rob yes. banks because you can take over a small city. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? Yeah. Power the world. 
That would be awesome. I True. Know. I would probably energy. just be in a club showing it off to brag girls. Brag that you're <laughs> like, I would yeah, brag that my life is all up in the club. <laughs> Look, you ever, you ever seen a purple one? <laughs> right, you ever seen a purple one? <laughs> yeah, just, just gen- generally brag that your lightsaber is longer than anyone else's. There you go, right? Look, I got a tri-saber. I got a tri-saber. <laughs> right? I'll show By you the way, later, I baby. haven't seen Star Wars, so don't spoil it. I haven't oh, seen it either. What is wrong? Uh, this, uh, Luke, again, this interview is over. Actually turns out to be Darth Vader's son. Oh, my what? God. Yep. What? Yeah. What? Okay. Yep. You Did you guys know that Han and Chewie were lovers? I figured that out. I saw actually I saw I so I, so basically at my work I, I put my screensavers when Star Wars uh, started coming out I started looking up for screensavers and it was basically funny Star Wars screensavers oh, yeah. and there's one where this and you like, got the rule 34 the what the rule 34 no that's a little too what? scientific for that, me <laughs> what rule, rule 34 is the uh, the I don't know internet concept that there is a porn version of anything oh. oh. Okay, that makes sense. No, that makes, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. No, but I, so basically what it was, it was like a picture of Han, Princess Leia, and Chewie, and she had a baby, and the baby looked like Chewie. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Yeah. Roll Pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Much it. So 34, there yeah. you go. Um, so there's a storyboard for that uh, scary scene. That's got to be somewhere. Uh, that, wow, that would be something to see, I'd say that much. <laughs> But uh, on, this is a family show. A family show. Moving on beer. to the next and beer. Next to the beer. Let's go on next to the beer. beer. So the next right. beer we got up. What is this? Uh, golden Strong. Maybe? Ooh, yes. This is or this is, is the Golden Strong. I think probably. Probably. Golden Strong. All right. Yeah. Golden Strong or Golden Strong. Golden Strong Ale. It's a, a Belgian, Belgian style. style. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Strong Ale. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So it's about ten point two percent. Oh. This is, uh, I don't know, it's its an old recipe that I had kicking around. Uh, back to the, I guess, Ghostbusters and nerd theme. Um, I made a the whole series at home, homebrewed a whole series of Ghostbusters beers. And uh, this this uh, was the Marshmallow Man version. Uh, wow. So it's uh, it, it actually has about six pounds worth of marshmallows. I was going to ask you in that. The beer. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you that. Yeah. Sweet in there. That, that is like, really yeah. good. That's really good. I, I like that. I, I like that. I've never it's had anything remotely with marshmallows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Marshmallows yeah. and beer. Marshmallow beer. I mean, you can't taste the marshmallows, but the Not sweetness. Really. Marshmallows are no, basically you, just yeah, you, yeah. You taste the sugar and vanilla extract. But yeah. like as a Belgian, but it, that is, to have that flavor. It's it's fun to make. So here's know. the yeah. thing about Belgian. I'll throw some of this in my beer. Why not? Right. Let's try it. Let's see what happens. Every Belgian beer has a distinct taste. Yeah. And and is it is it what is it that makes that taste? Is it because of the uh, the yeast or it's the yeast. Predominantly it's the yeast, yeah. Um, you know, there there are many, many different strains of yeast and each one has its own uh, sort of uh, characteristic flavor that it provides to the beer during fermentation. Right. Um, and you know, we, we we've played around with many different ones. Uh, oftentimes we like to uh, pitch a couple different strains actually into a beer to try to get um, sort of a more uh, rounded, you know, flavor profile. Okay. Um, so you know, that that just goes back to that testing that, that we always do uh, here at Empirical with our with our experimental stuff. That's really good. That's extremely. Unique That's probably though, like one of the, yeah. the, the best ones I've, I've had. Not that. You know, they're all good, but how dare you? Yeah, uh, right? They are all equal. They're I love you equal. all the same. I love you all the same. They're all our babies. How dare you say that? You know who says that a lot? Angelina Jolie. <laughs> oh, wow. 
Um, anyway. <laughs> you went there. Right? I know, right? Um, so now let's go on to the next one. Uh, yeah. We're, we're kind of running low on time. but ne Next uh, one's a rye pale ale. Um, right. So we use a good portion of malted rye in this beer, which lends kind of a spicier uh, sort of flavor profile. A little now bit when of you say rye, also. what does that mean? Literally the grain rye. Rye, okay. You know, like if you were to buy uh, rye That's bread or drink rye whiskey, hmm. same deal. Now this is this is what I was drinking earlier, so I, I've had that's really good. Yeah. And, it's one and of the so ones that just went we on tap sort today. Of, I sort of paired the rye uh, with hops that sort of accent that spicy flavor. So it's got a lot of Centennial, a lot of Cascades, a lot of Simcoe hops in it. Okay. Um, so it still comes off as sort of an overhopped uh, session IPA. Right. But with the rye and that little bit of sweetness there, it definitely drinks more as a pale ale. Yeah. But yeah. it's super, it, super drinkable. Yeah. It feels like I a hot glass right when I got it. It came in this morning. Yeah, it tastes like a, yeah. uh, like, a, like a session IPA. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. But it's good. Though. A little bit more body for me, yeah. personally. Yeah, the rye brings, uh, or, or I should say it leaves, uh, yeah. you know, a bit more of a uh, uh, you know, silky mouthfeel. Right. A little, yeah. little bit of body to the beer. Yeah. And, um, so now we're down to the yeah get ready the the one the sublimation that, the sublimation that sublimation. we were supposed to yeah, we, yeah. we were going to try first but we probably would like be probably under the, better to under try the table now, yeah. or I mean, something. I already tried it already. So. Yeah, barrel age. <laughs> yeah. so, so you're not a fan of barrel age, or you're not a fan no, of I, that I am a fan. I, yeah, uh, barrel age stuff is great. I just I'm not a fan of overly sweet beers. Okay. Ah, I find okay. certain beers to be uh, particularly the imperial stouts. Okay. Barrel age sometimes goes along with that. Um, they they they're just overwhelming, you know. It's not yeah, something right. that I ever want to drink a full glass of. Right. And as a brewer, I look at that as 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 you know a fault, not not really a, a Don't look at me. Thing. Right. Don't <laughs> look at me. I'm not going to help. Teach there. So here's, you know, here's the thing. We got really loud in here. But here's the thing. What do you think about um, wine barrel aged beer? Like I I know I love them. Great right. try. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, especially for sour beers. So I ha okay, that's what I'm gonna say. Like yeah. because I had something, and, and obviously we're talking about the the bird beer, <laughs> Goose Island, um, and they have a variety of, of stuff that that's, that's you know Asian wine barrels and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely you have to have a taste for it, basically. Like anybody who's like a regular drink beer, uh, beer drinker or something like that, probably wouldn't understand it. But if you I guess, I don't know, I mean, I, I like wine and I like beer, so I think it's saying like a cross, like... Yeah, there, there's a certain sort of funk and acidity to, to both realms of the world that, right. you know, wine and sour beers that they kind of share. Um, but I think the bigger thing is flavor profiles. Sour beers can have a lot of, like, interesting fruit characters right. and, and things that just a standard ale or lager wouldn't have. Right. It's just another avenue of, you know... Yeah, of fun or play. It's crazy. Di different bacteria, different yep. bugs. Different bugs. Different flavors, yep. different wood, different, you know, stuff, whatever whatever was in that barrel beforehand. I mean, right. people are using, you know, Tabasco barrels for beer now. Wow. Gin barrels, yeah. Gin barrels, uh, you know, people are putting, you know, stouts into barrels and then aging whiskey you know, in that stout barrel and then going back and aging really? another beer. I wouldn't again, mind having know, a sriracha so. beer. I would try sriracha I love sriracha. There's sriracha actually a sriracha beer, right? beer. There's, There's a sriracha beer. Who makes that rope? 
Uh, rope, yes. definitely. Yeah, I'm rope, sure rope, made a scratch of beer. I'm going to have to. I'm going to go out there. I got to do it. I got to go out um, no, there, for, you know, there's so many flavors. That, I'm looking that forward to the to, to the Worcestershire sauce <laughs> barrel <laughs> <or> Chester. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you can only <laughs> order one if you can say it correctly. <laughs> <laughs> now with real steak. Right. Yeah. So all right, all right let's go on to the barrel age. So sublimation is uh, barrel aged phase transition porter, um, and that is the rye version of it. There's a couple other variants of it that we don't have right. on tap right now. There's a bourbon version. Uh, there's a version with mocha chai tea, wait, wait, what? another one with smoked paprika and chili peppers. So basically we got in a bunch of different barrels last year. Uh, some of them were, were like uh, like 12-year 12, 12 bourbon barrels. Some of them were uh, four-year rye whiskey barrels. Uh, we did, you know, a couple different variations of, of each. And, you know, so you'll see it rotating around on tap. Proclamation being... No scientific name behind it, but it it kind of reminds me of prohibition. You know, I don't know, like let's conquer this or something. Am I rambling? What's the name? No. So sublimation is. Oh, is, sub oh so yeah. sublimation. You said proclamation. I said proclamation. <laughs> proclamation is not. That's why you're looking at me like, what? Yeah, yeah. Well, so we have been drinking. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, so phase transition, sublimation is one of the phase transitions. Oh, okay, okay. Ah, okay. Hey, we've been through a flight of beer, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Obviously, my mind is not and, working and right. We both drank two rye pale ales during the tour, yeah. so. But oh, it's yeah. really good. So what, what uh, uh, barrel did you use? Uh, well, we don't know that we know that it's a Heaven Hill rye barrel, but we don't know what exact whiskey right, so was aged yeah. in it. They don't really give you that information. Or which we just company eventually bought that barrel right. and turned it into something. Yeah. Because the thing okay. with distilleries is, you know, there's Heaven Hill Distillery, but there's 30 whiskeys packaged out of that distillery. Right. And they don't really tell you which one you're buying unless it's very specific. Okay. Um, so we, uh, we tracked the number on the barrel back to being a four-year rye whiskey barrel, but um, without any sort of specific provenance. By the way, whiskey barrels are provenance. super expensive. Yeah. Right? They, they can be, yeah. yeah. We've seen them anywhere from 115 to $300 yeah. per barrel. Yeah. Depends on where you're getting it from. Yeah. And what's just amazing about that is, you know, 15 years ago, there wasn't a market for used whiskey barrels. Yeah. They would just chip them out or throw them away or turn them into planters. Yeah. And oh, then wow. brewers started aging beer in them, and now... They're like, oh, wait, we can sell these? They're just selling them. A hundred dollars. Three hundred dollars. I mean, I've, I've seen, like, the, the French barrel, the French whiskey French barrel. Yeah, it's like, French it's, joke, yeah. yeah. It's so expensive. I'm just like, it, seriously? got to ship it over an ocean. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I would like the barrel that Jameson dug out of the ocean when he jumped <laughs> off the boat. <laughs> Yes. Atlantic <laughs> barrel right. whiskey. That's the barrel I want. Save the whiskey. It's very important. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, guys, it's been a blast, man. I'm like yeah. super awesome. excited about being here yeah, and, thank you. and about like, talking to you guys. And, and it's been fun. I mean, it's been fun. I, I'm, I, like, I had a ball. And uh, I have, like, I don't know, eight new favorite beers. I'm having a ball. I, I, I strongly recommend, if you live in the Chicago area, uh, come to Empirical, take the tour. You have to. These guys are like uh, the guys from. Uh, this is what you guys remind me of. Uh, the guys from. Uh, oh, here we go. Mythbusters. <laughs> like Adam and. and oh and shit. The, the, Jamie. And Jamie. Which one's Jamie? Yeah. It's actually one Adam. of my favorite shows. Is it really? Because oh, it's man. one of my favorite shows. And, and, and you guys, when you guys were talking earlier, and you were like banting back, back and you know, back and forth. I was like, 
That's Adam and Jamie from, uh, <laughs> from Mythbusters. Unlike them, we don't actually hate each other in real life, though. Do they really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, not, they're not really I've friends. That. I've heard that before. Is it really? Wow. Yeah, you didn't know that? That's yeah. awesome. I've heard that before. Hey, you know who wasn't really friends either? The Neelys. <laughs> Did anybody know the Neelys from the Food Network? I don't know the Neelys. Yeah, yeah. No. Like, they were a married they, couple that would actually do a, cook, a cooking thing. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> they, they basically just cook southern food every yeah. single episode. And they couldn't stand yeah. each other. I've seen some anchors. Uh, it was New Year's Eve, and one anchor tried to kiss another anchor, and I'm like, uh, she's not okay with that. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> that is sexual what? harassment. He yeah. was like grabbing her neck. I'm like, uh, that's illegal. <laughs> oh, was, oh, wow. that on, was that on Chicago Rising this year? I think so, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> that thing was a car crash. It was, no, it, it did not oh, work well at all. Go, uh, <laughs> So my Thanks company man. sponsored that. Oh <laughs> man, we're just defending you. We're gonna have to cut all I'm this com- up. I'm not gonna comment on that. Get um, into the editing suite. But uh, but uh, uh, post. man, I can't believe that Jamie and they didn't get along. That is well, yeah. you know, they have. A, I guess they have a, like a professional, you know, relationship. Really but yeah. they're not. They're not like friends. They don't. They don't it's, go out after shoots and hang it's out. It's so like, interesting that you see that. Like, like, bubble, like, now I'm gonna go back and, and like binge watch and yeah. see how many times I can see him snickering at him. Yes, you can they, watch. You no, can watch it on Hulu. Out. They cut that out. Yeah. They they, cut, they they cut, yeah. Yeah. They it's cut that out. Yeah. No, it's on Hulu. No, they the bickering is. Oh, the bickering. Obviously, they did. The facial ones. What about that, and that and tattoo chick? Was oh, she, uh, she was only the first couple seasons. Yeah. But, I mean, Carrie Byron is... Yeah, she's pretty sweet. She's not a bad-looking woman. Yeah. That's why I you want my own That really, might be uh, another Rule 34. Rule 34. You know what? Who I actually met that was pretty uh, nice person, uh, and she's cute. My wife is here. <laughs> uh, with, with the biggest pizza box Seriously. I've ever seen. Yeah. Right. That's just a big um, way to change the subject. All right. Yeah. So I won't say it then, I guess. Uh, no, actually, uh, Danielle from uh, uh, American Pickers. She's pretty cool. Uh, you guys, yeah. American Pickers? I'm, I'm a fan, yeah. Yeah, and she was really cool. No, I, my understanding is they will buy anything they think they can make a buck on. Yeah. Is this just the TV Quest podcast now? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what we're doing now. Are we going to transition? We just phased phase the text. Yeah, right. This we'll happens be, with every conversation yeah, during the tour. Yeah, yeah. Are we just going to go into we'll Game be, of Thrones now? Or? We'll be here next week and yeah. we'll discuss <laughs> the TV. This happens with every conversation that yeah. and I have. It always ends up on TV. Divorce stories? Yes. Oh, my God. All right, let's get out of here. All right. All right, guys, thank you so much. Thank you, Peter Nevin. Thank you guys for making my yeah. dream come true. I Thank mean, you. and the fact that I'm able to do this podcast and go around and talk to people about beer, and uh, and the listeners can sit in and listen and learn about things about their favorite breweries that they didn't know about. And uh, you guys do a lot of events as well, too, right? So a lot of events. You yeah. want to like plug some events before we get out of here? Uh, coming up next couple months, Winter Brew in Lincoln Square. We're doing uh, Firkin Fest at Headquarters Beer Cave. Twenty eighth and 29th, I think. Yeah. We're doing. Uh, Stout Fest. Stout Fest at Goose Island. Naperville Winter Ale Fest. Naperville Winter Ale Fest is a blast. It's it's cold as hell and super fun. Nice. Cool. Sydney, you want to plug something? (laughs) Oh, okay. uh, I'll be out of uh, town on the East Coast next week. Uh, But two weeks from there, I'll be at uh, Zany's Old Town. I'll be opening up for Gilbert Godfrey. So check it out on the 4th. Nice. Nice. So I will be at home probably watching uh, 
Mythbusters. <laughs> Just to try to find out they really hated each other. Um, no, you guys can uh, check out Mr. Mrs. Smith Comedy.com. Uh, there's a lot of things on there. There's uh, Beer Quest. There's Mr. And Mrs. Smith Talk Relationships. Um, there's uh, titles, uh, advertising for our shows and stuff like that. And there's pictures. And check out the pictures uh, where we, why we were at uh, Empirical Beer. Yeah, and uh, we'll put their website on there. Check it out. It's pretty cool. They actually have a uh, time-lapse uh, video of how they installed everything in the brewery. So that's a pretty cool thing to check out. And you can see the pictures of the cats. By the way, there is Winston, Winston, Winston is missing. Follow at Bankman. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. One of the cats. Is, is it, what is it? At Bankman. The cat. Yeah, the cat. the cat. So check it out. And uh, guys, thank you again. Thank you so much. Uh, thank so you. Good. Thanks uh, for having us. Pleasure. We have a big pizza, so if you guys are hungry, uh, grab my wife has already dug into it. So, uh, my, wife. Pizza. my wife. My wife. My wife. My wife. <laughs> Please, take my wife. No. Uh, grab into the pizza and let's have a good time. Uh, thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time. Cheers. Next time. Bye. Hey, don't be an idiot. Be responsible.